We are live. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, yo, you on? On? What up, brother? Oh, we are live. Yes, yeah, not box sports. Oh, really just uh, pushing more of this wrestling agenda. <laughs> All the good stuff. Uh, getting myself situated here. We are getting ready to have a pretty jam-packed show. We got AW preview, um, which should be a good show. I, in all honesty, like much as I, I get upset about the product, I think it's actually going to be a, one of the better shows that they put on. I hope so. Um, There's so much we can talk about. It was such a good week. I get it. Your DJ don't give me like playback. I hate green right when the play snap. Really too much to do. It has been wild. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. You got a new champion on Raw who is well deserved. And anybody who says differently is just I don't know foolish. I think Bobby Lashley is probably one of the most well deserved champions. He's been waiting for this for what? Is it 18 years to be a world champion in WWE? Yeah, 17 years. And. <laughs> The timing was right, though. It seems like a lot of these guys leave you know, I watched, I just recently watched an interview with uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. He, he breaks it down in probably the simplest form. He's like, some guys aren't just, re- just aren't ready to make money. They're just not ready to make money. <laughs> as simple as that. Like, you know. If you didn't feud with Hogan, you couldn't make money. That, that's what it was in the 80s. If, if they didn't put you with Hogan, it's because they didn't think you could make money with Hogan. And uh, I think, you know, I think Bobby, MVP, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander have been the staple point of Monday Night Raw. And Bobby deserves a good long I mean, how long? Probably like a six, seven month run. He deserves at least for that. Um, he at least deserves to hold the belt till SummerSlam and put someone over at that point. But then again, like, you know, WWE hit the nail on the head with Roman to the point where fans are getting upset if they're going to take it off him. And, you know, I, I I think you could see that happening with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley's doing some great work. You might be sometime at SummerSlam, people would be upset if you take it off him. I, I think so too. I think that um, he deserves at least six or seven months, and I'd even be willing to see it go longer and be kind of like a Brock thing. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and that, that's why I tell people this is why you have the United States Championship in the IC Championship. If, if you if you're not happy with the World Champions, like this is why you can have the, those belts need to mean more in the WWE. And you know, Bobby, I think carried the United States Champion like it. Like he held it great. Like I, you wanted to see people fight him for it. You wanted him to defend it. I, you know, I don't think you're gonna get that. It's it's not Riddle's fault. I just think the character of Riddle. It's just it's never gonna be taken seriously. No. Yeah. Yeah. They killed it with the with the the goofy stuff. I was all in on him in NXT, and I still like him, but it's just hard to get past some of that stuff. Bobby Lashley yeah. definitely added prestige to that title for the time being, and um, I just love what, what her business is doing. I think MVP deserves a lot of credit, all of them. I mean, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, they're all doing good. Yeah, and I, and I agree, and I think I, I think 
you know, as a lot of people complain about, um, you know, people complain about WWE. And if you're not watching this and like, all we really wanted is competition for WWE anyway, right? AW is great <laughs> for that. And in, 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 in a sense, it's making WWE step their game up. They, they see what's happening. They're signing big name guys. They're, they're doing the right things. And <laughs> I mean, not everything's perfect. And no. I'm critical on them because we know everything's not perfect. And I'm not going to allow people to talk like it's a perfect show. It's not. No. Um, I'm very critical of them too. But I, I've been trying to look at it as uh, I'm starting to realize that no matter what product you watch, there's going to be stuff you like and there's going to be stuff you don't like. And you just got to take the good with the bad. And I'm just happy that there's been a lot of good lately because there's been times when it's been kind of all bad. Yeah, and you know, look, as much as I have my critiques on the Shaq match, like the ending I didn't really like. I thought Shaq did a good job in there. I I I thought he did well for what it was. I I didn't think he was terrible. I didn't think, you know, he was on the level of Lawrence Taylor burnt out within the first five, ten minutes of of the match. <laughs> but um he did well. He I didn't like the ending of it. Uh, spoiler alert, I didn't like how they had to get Cody built up, you know, by putting him through a table and putting him in a stretcher. We know that's what we're going to hear about out of this match is Cody put Shaq on a stretcher, whether he lost or not. We knew he wasn't losing. I guess it was a way to build both of them. I didn't really like the ending. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. I, I didn't like the ending for, like, a different reason. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I was not really looking forward to this match. As much as I've always wanted to see Shaq wrestle, like, I felt like the buildup was kind of lame. And yeah, when and I was really curious to see how um, that Jade Cargill was going to do because she looks like a million bucks. And I'm like, how green is this girl? Like, this is going to be a disaster. So I was shocked. I thought she was really good. I thought Red Velvet yeah. was really good. Shaq did way better than I thought he was going to do. Um, I kind of didn't really. The table spot was cool. I didn't see really why they had to throw it in there. I could have I thought like maybe you could save that for an, for another time if they're going to do something else down the line. This, this, to me, this yeah. definitely should have been on a pay-per-view, but um, I think this conflicts with Shaq's schedule, so th this is kind of how they had to do it. But in the end, the thing that rubbed me the wrong way was I didn't like the uh, the ambulance spot. Like, first of all, if you notice, when he went in the ambulance, he was supposed to be out cold. He had to put his knees up so they could shut the doors. And then, like, <laughs> they go away from it. They come right back. Tony Schiavone's opening the door, and then, like, oh, he disappeared. And I'm just like, come on. Like, that's the WWE spot, and I don't want to see the WWE spot. I'm sick of it in WWE. I don't want to see it in AEW. And, like, and if you are going to have him get out of the ambulance or whatever, he's a freaking giant. Like, dude, you could have had him, like, kick the doors open. There's so many other things they could have done, or they even could have had Shivani speak to him, but just him disappearing like two seconds later, I just thought it was a lame. Yeah, like, like what? Like was Cody wrestling Shazam at the point? Like, just, yeah, because at first it gave me a vibe like you expect like Bray Wyatt to disappear or something. It's just the maybe it's just the way they said mm. that they maybe they shouldn't use the word disappear, but. Like, mm. Yeah, it was like Shaq was pulling a magic trick or something. But at, at the end of the day, like, I think he did well. Um, I think if Shaq is going to wrestle again, they should get him some gear, maybe. <laughs> like, um, you know, small critiques on that. I was actually more – I was more happy with that than I am watching 70-year-old Tully Blanchard wrestle. A lot of people – you know, he did good. But, like, at the end of the day, we don't – I don't want that. I also didn't understand <laughs> why um, 
Austin Gunn hit Shaq with the chair in the back, and he's part of the Nightmare family. Like, is Cody the heel? Is he the baby face? Like, I thought Cody was a baby face. Like, but yeah. so now you, he gets the chair involved, and then they get the table, and that's like, all right, is this a no DQ match? Like, what? I was just confused. They didn't they didn't tell me the rules, and maybe if they did, I didn't catch them. But I thought it was a, like a regular tag match, and now all of a sudden we're bringing tables into it. And nobody's getting counted out, and that's the stuff about AT. Uh, AEW, it's the little things, man, like the details that they mm-hmm. they're not as polished as WWE with that stuff. And I and I and I agree, Ryan. And in my aspect of this, and in, in the way I I look at this, and I see this, Cody is the only logical person to be the the leader of the Four Horsemen. It, out of all of them, it, you're gonna have Spears, you're gonna have the Revival. I would have Cody as the because a the bloodline, the feud with his father and that family, you could really turn that around, like, and really, really turn that into, like, a great storyline. And I just feel like in some aspects, they don't, um, they don't do that enough. Yeah, I agree. But, um, you know, too, like, I, 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 you know, you, this, this is a company driven on lineage of old WCW, old type style of wrestling, but with a new twist to it. Like, <clears throat> I thought it was cool. That I feel they, like um, the, that they brought the old belts back to, uh, to honor uh, Jim Crockett after him passing away. I thought that was cool. And like, I, I, I thought that was, that was cool. I mean, they brought JJ Dillon in. I thought that was, you know, a little unnecessary, but. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could do that, but yeah. And then you had Arn come out where Arn throwing up the four horsemen symbol. And it's like, I thought Arn was a baby face for Cody. Like, Can I just say that I'm done with, um, what's his name? Sean Spears. Like he, like he shows up now. He's got another haircut. So like, yeah. this is his last chance to me. I think like they've repackaged this dude so many times in WWE and AEW and like, for me, this is it with him. Like that dude's gotta, he's gotta step see. Up to I him, think, I think he was foolish to leave WWE, and that was my honest opinion because I really thought the perfect ten gimmick would have gotten over, and he just had to give it time. I think he could have been the modern day Mister Perfect with that, and um, I mean, would he have been a world champion? I don't know. I don't think so. And I don't think he's going to be a world champion in AEW. I just don't think he's, he's that type of guy. But I feel like with him, there's something with him. Like, he's not – I just seem like he's not really a team player. I really don't see him as one of those guys. And He's – you're right. I think it is make or break with him. He's got a new haircut. They've been trying to do this full horseman gimmick forever. And it's – it's almost to the point now where it's like I, I don't care about it as much. Whereas I felt they were doing this gimmick quick. Like I I don't like overly drawn out storylines. I like slow builds. I yeah. don't like overly drawn out storylines. Yeah, they they've teased it way right. too many times and shuffled around with who you thought was gonna be in it and like then they go away from it, then they bring it back, then they go it's like come on. Pull the trigger yeah. already. And, yeah, like just and I think Cody having a Rhodes as the leader of the Four Horsemen, you know, with the big lineage with Dusty and Flair, and I just think that is the perfect storyline. And they need to stop playing around. 
and they're like, oh, we're gonna, you know, and then the big announcement with the big show was on AEW too. And um, it was that they have a Hall of Fame caliber talent, which I've, I've seen two things that makes me narrow it down. It's either Kurt Angle or Christian because Kurt Angle just did a little Twitter or Instagram video where he's putting on his gear and he says start to be continued. So it, maybe they got both. Maybe they're going to push Christian as that guy. And then Angle's going to come in as a worker for some in another spot. But well, here's something to remember. They're having that, that um, I don't even remember what it's called, that ladder match face of the revolution ladder match or something. Yes. There's an additional member that's going to be in that that hasn't been announced. So that could also be – and there could be two appearances at this pay-per-view, I'm thinking. Right. So it could be Christian, and then it could be Kurt Angle, and that could be both of them. And Christian could be the guy in the ladder match, you know, because his history with ladder matches and all this. But, I mean, Christian left abruptly after the Rumble with the WWE, so I feel like maybe that's – what's going on too like you know he had some issues big show had some issues and i just automatically assume shame on me that big show had a legends contract you know shame on me for thinking that he let it, he let it expire <laughs> i believe it expired in february and then um i didn't really buy the christian thing because i'm like oh he just came back for the rumble but then i was reading earlier that i guess there's reports that his his contract is no good anymore. His expired, and if you think about it, he hasn't been on TV since. And supposedly, some um, some higher up or somebody involved with AEW followed him and then unfollowed him. I mean, you know how all that stuff goes. But um, right, my biggest thing is my- Paul White said it's the biggest scoop ever. And then he says, a Hall of Fame-worthy talent, it's going to be a huge surprise and a huge asset. Now, to me, Kurt Angle or Christian are not a huge surprise or, like, that doesn't get me excited. Mm. I like those guys, but that doesn't get me excited. It's just another it's just another old guy coming in. And I get why they're doing it, and I, I like it, but don't stare me in the direction where you're trying to make people think it's – like a CM Punk or something, and then you bring him back, a Kurt Angle who. Yeah. Tony said in an interview, it's one of his favorite wrestlers, which made me assume it would be Punk because that is Tony's like guy, you know. But I feel like they'd probably book this a little different if it was CM Punk. They yeah. they do, you know. It would be booked different. It would be. You know, you'd have some type of like when remember when Y two J came back to the WWE yeah. when he had the he's a jacket they did these little vignettes we all knew who it was but it was you know they did a, a, a nice slow build to bring jericho back oh, one of the best ever and yeah it was you know and, and it was definitely something i was like oh okay this is perfect like um but i mean overall i did like aw this week i thought it was a really good show um as far as the match card that they have going on um, for the pay-per-view, oh, wait. I think it's going to be see, good. Did you see the, the press conference with Jericho in, um, in MJF? Mm, yes, I did I see the press saw, conference. I just, I just had to bring up the fact that MJF called um, Conrad Thompson turkey tits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was great. It did both yes, that Jackson was great. And Mark Jackson did cut. 
one hell of a promo. I always knock the Young Bucks for not cut, for cutting terrible promos and not being be- believable, but I thought he cut a good promo about their father. I I thought they did a really good job cutting promos. I, I it it was, you know, this is a this is a build. This this is actually a build for the separation of. Um, I'm drawing a blank on Jericho's faction now. In a circle. <laughs> in a circle, yeah. Like that's gonna so like they do have a lot of factions in AEW. They need to stop breaking some up. So like this this is probably gonna be a true split from that. This to have the MJF Jericho match, and I think that's you know the, the other thing is they need more pay per views. I feel like it, now it's starting to get to that point where it's like you you know you got to do more than like four shows a year. You got to do, and you got to come up with a way to do it where it's not. $40 a, a purchase because I just don't see people buying it as much. Like, uh, I mean, uh, in the in the era of streaming where you can stream everything, why are you going to buy it? Yeah. And, and for the fact that they do them so spaced out, that's the only reason why I don't necessarily mind paying because, I mean, when you look at what you're paying every month for the network and but so if they start increasing the amount of pay-per-views, then yeah, they're going to have to lower the price. But um, yeah, it's it's gonna have to be something like twenty bucks. I thought they for me to be like right. I thought they ended the show kind of weak though. I feel like they for like as the, the show was really strong in the beginning and towards the end it kind of died down. Like if you look at the way <laughs> NXT ended and then you look at the way AEW, I get they did the whole tag team battle royal thing, whatever you know, everybody piling in the ring or whatever. That that's fine, but I just feel like even yeah. the, the Shaq thing maybe should have been what they went out on because NXT, the end of that was, I mean, that match, that's a match, man. Yeah. That's a way to end You know, and I'll, and I'll go there and I'll say this and I'll keep saying this. Finn Balor is the best wrestler in wrestling right now. There's nothing that man is doing that is bad. He is having, he's having five-star matches every time he steps in that ring. And, you know, where is, I say this about Finn Balor, and this is why I gain the respect of Finn Balor is, you know, he instead of giving up and going to AEW, which a lot of people thought he was going to get fed up and go to AEW, he said, let me go back to NXT, do what I do best, get back in my rhythm, and then try it again at some point. And I think Finn is going to be a big star, and I think Vince is going to take him more seriously at some point. And I, I, I don't think he needs to go up anytime soon i think maybe in the next couple of, you know maybe next year after this year a run and because he's gonna have to drop the belt at some point um but they just he kind of got lost when he got hurt with rollins like after winning like because that was his run that was going to be an amazing run for him he got hurt against rollins in that match had to give up the title they gave it to ko you know it at the end of the day I think he's going to get his spot back in WWE and be great and, you know, have his way. But I think he's right now. He is that I'm most excited for that him and Adam Cole match than I am anything in wrestling in the next month. (laughs) Like more excited than Fastlane, more excited. I'm mostly excited for the for the Finn and uh, Adam Cole match. I think round two. And that's another guy who's 
really stepping up his game lately is Adam Cole. I really, really like this heel turn on him. Oh, yeah, I love it. And um, to be honest, it's to the point now where the, the main event in NXT, no matter what takeover it is or, you know, even if it's just the, the Wednesday show, like, it is so consistently good that it's to the point I don't even care if Finn goes back to SmackDown or Raw and has a run up there. Like, just give me what he's doing now in NXT. Keep pairing him up with all these different people. You know, have him go away for a little while and then come back and do the same thing over again. Just feed him to opponents. Like, I, I just, I love what they're doing down there. And it's to the point now, I don't even yeah. care if guys get called up. I'll just enjoy NXT for what it is. Yeah, they're doing they're doing a lot of amazing work. And it's... It's really good. You're going to get some – because WWE is lacking a lot of things, tag teams being one of them. I almost feel like – I feel like the grizzled young veterans are going to get called up because they need them badly. And I'm hearing that Eric and Ibar are going to be back soon and they need to get them in the mix. But what I I heard is they're going to bring them as a dominant team and they're not going to mess around with them anymore. And I – I just I hated what they did. Like I've watched them as War Machine and Ring of Honor, and I I watched every match of them on YouTube. But I I when when they did that to them, that really was the straw that broke the camel's back with me because that team is that is more deserving of having a great dominating run. Like to me, they're the modern day Legion of Doom. And book them as such, you know, like they're, they're a team that can just dominate and, and do a lot of things in the ring. Like book them as such, I would say like, cause they need tag teams. That's the big thing that they need. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they started plucking NXT UK tag teams to come to WWE because they have nothing like this Chad Gable Otis stuff. Like it's okay. Like, but it, it's not. They 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 are in dire need of tag teams. AEW has really really capitalized on the tag team division, and they have a lot of great talents. With WWE dropped the ball without with not signing LAX and not, you know, they've had good like AOP couldn't couldn't stay healthy. You know, it's just <laughs> they they were booked right. They just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that opening match in NXT with um, Thatcher and uh, Ciampa versus the Grizzled Young Vets, that was a great match, too. They opened that show great, and they closed that show great. The only thing that killed that whole show for me was the, the way therapy session. That was so bad. It just oh, it drove me up a wall. I almost wanted to turn it off because it was just so juvenile, and the acting was so terrible, and I love freaking um, Johnny. Gargano, and I yeah. like the way stuff, but I just thought that was just so bad. I'm like, guys, keep that. That's what I expect out of AEW. That's what I expect out of like goofy stuff on Raw and stuff. Keep that out of NXT. Yeah, I felt like they tried to oversell. Like Johnny did his best to save it, but I think the only segment I like was like the Uber Eats part where she like that was the only part I actually enjoyed. I, I really didn't like that promo. I felt they could have done stuff a little bit better. I. With their promos, NXT, I get critical on their promos. I love uh, the faction of uh, who Carrion uh, Cross's face and what's the, what's the dude's name in Phantasma. That's what it is. Yeah, like I like that group. Um, I think they're really good. Oh yeah, but Escobar and, yeah. yeah, Escobar and all like dude, they they are ready. Like those are guys. 
I'm worried for them when they get called up because Andrade was ready and they messed him up. But I don't think you can mess those that kid those kids up. They're they're ready. Like in they, I think they they caught my interest as soon as they Ryan. came in. Right when they came in off right when he came in off the bat. Like I was even at first I was like with the mask, I thought he was cool. And then he took the mask off. And I'm like, oh man, I kinda like that mask. But it he still wears it like out to the ring. But yeah, he was I don't know. There was just something about mm. him from the minute he came in NXT. Yeah, and I mean they're gonna th- th- those kids are gonna get a skyrocket push. Like, and I don't think you break them up. You like you just WWE needs to stop. Like Bruce Pritchett's, I think's the worst when it comes to breaking teams up. He does it all the time, and I don't, I don't, I don't like it one bit. Like some people are just meant to be tag team wrestlers and just keep them there. Like don't break them up. You know, if they they get stale and move them around a show or two, and the, you know, but. Like, you know, <clears throat> you, you wouldn't really truly think about breaking the Usos up. You'd probably make them have a match, but at the end of the day, they'd find themselves back together. Like, like I mean, WWE's, like, I mean, for Christ's sakes, they broke up the Dudleys at one point. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, hate, <laughs> I hate the mixed tags, man. I, I love organic tag teams. Like, like yeah. The Usos, all those guys, man. That's the stuff I like. Wow. Yeah. I mean, even the New Day, you know, like, give them credit. They've been, they, they, in an era where WWE's broken up every tag team they possibly can get their hands on, they, they've, they've stayed around for, I think it's what, eight, eight years now they've been a team? I have no idea. Yeah, it could, it could be, could be even longer. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, like, like yeah, they're the modern day free birds at this and point. How and hated they were like, first. when they first started, man. Nobody, they, people were booing them. And nobody wanted to see the new day. And, and and yeah, now they're the, they're the most over, like probably yeah, the most over tag team they got at this point. I could you know, I could see a bunch of different stuff happening. With, but that's the main thing I would say that WWE is really, really lacking is the tag team department. And hopefully they can bring Eric and I, Bob, back and, and really push them up because if you lose them to AEW at this point, it's 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 going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. Well, once they put the once once they get called up and they put the cartoon like cartoon spin on everything, it's just like oh, they got to turn everybody into a Looney Tunes character. Yeah, and you know, and that's that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I know you're trying, like, you know, some of this is for kids and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, your wrestling fans grew up, and they're still wrestling fans, and you still got to cater to them to some degree. Like, it's you know, and and I just I don't understand. In the '80s, you didn't really break up tag teams like that. It wasn't something you did. You didn't really break up. You know, the Rockets got broken up in the 90s. So didn't the Heart Foundation. But, like, they organically ran out. Like, it, it wasn't something like – it was just nothing more you could do with them. And you got Brett and Sean out of it, granted. But, like, you're not going to get that every time when you break up a tag team. Like, then not everybody's a Sean Michaels or a Bret Hart. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, we got the – um, we have the AEW pay-per-view – uh, coming up, um, do you have the match card? Or I, I can pull it up. 
No, I don't. Let me see what's actually going on. That's the sad thing is I don't even know a lot of matches. I could pull up the match. I know I, I know most of them, but I, I want to just you got your wish. Did be you accurate. see the, um, the interview with Miro? Yes, I did see the interview with Miro. It's it's about time. Everyone's <laughs> been waiting for Miro to stop playing games. They'll finally get their wish. He, That's he it. Died the hair black. Come to... back. He's got no more blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the real Slim Miro. Please stand up. Needs to uh, needs needs to stop. Yeah, they, they totally just All they right, totally just go here. off of um, the internet. Like if enough people don't like yeah. something, all of a sudden it gets changed. It's it's funny. Yeah, you would never see Vince do that. It's so just, the big it's kind of like night and day. Like Vince ignores the internet, and AEW just booking for him. Yeah, absolutely. So the big match is Omega. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. It closed out for a minute. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> oh yeah. So the yeah, the big one is um or you know is Omega and Moxley, and the, I don't see Omega losing the title so quickly. And what he's doing with it, I don't really um visualize him losing at this point. And then you have um the tag match Bucks and. Versus Jericho and MJF. Um, you have Adam Page versus Matt Hardy. Uh, big money match winner receives the losers. <clears throat> 2021 first quarter earnings. Team Taz versus Darby Allen and Sting. Um, you got Haraku Shida versus Ryu Mizunami for the AEW Women's Championship match. Yeah, they gotta make her relevant. They gotta make and her you- relatable. That uh, AEW Women's Champion. She's completely like uh, half the time I forget she's in, she's even there. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got Britt Baker, <laughs> uh, Britt Baker sitting around doing nothing. And I'm done with Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose, you guys have buried her so many times. Like she's that's it. She's done. Like you can't. <laughs> Yeah. How many times can she lose on TV? They don't do nothing with Vicky Guerrero. Nothing. Um that uh what I'm hoping is that tag match they got going on, the the um casino battle royale. I'm hoping yeah. uh, Santana and Ortiz win that. And then we get Jericho and MJF beat the Young Bucks. And then eventually it sets up Santana Ortiz getting the title shot against Jericho and MJF. Yeah, that would be that would be a good way to do it. And then and then Jack Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger <laughs> <laughs> goes with MJF. Yeah, Jake Hager goes with uh MJF and and Jericho and then uh uh, Sammy Guevara goes with LAX, and that they could set up that as well. Because you know, I, I just have a feeling Guevara is gonna. I I just have a feeling like Guevara's in MJF are kind of in on breaking up the inner circle. They're working together with it. Oh, you think so? So I, I yeah, that's kind of my prediction. Like they're in on it together, and. They play this "oh, we hate each other" stuff, and it's really just like, "oh, we're really building this to break them up." 
has been their plan the whole time. I think what's really going to happen with that tag match, unfortunately, that uh, battle royal thing is that um, I think Pac and uh, Ray Phoenix are going to win it because they threw him in a random squash match on Dynamite the other night, and they didn't even tell you who the team was that they were squashing. And then, like, they won that real quick. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of the show, when they did that whole, like, everybody piled in the ring, um, when Phoenix and Pac came out, they played their music. They were the only two people that had their music played. Okay, so I guess they're winning. Yeah, I, I could see that and happening. Why, though, like, um, Pentagon's in the ladder match, but like, why? Like, they already made up. He, I, I don't think he's injured. He's wrestling. So, like, why all of a sudden are him and Phoenix not attacking? Why aren't they in the match? Because you know, I feel like they do this a lot, and it and it annoys me because, like, you have great organic tag teams. There's no reason. To, to to put Pac and Phoenix together and build them up to go get like how many makeshift tag teams are you gonna have? Yeah, and you and you have one the of box. the best organic tag teams. The Lucha Bros are one of the biggest tag teams on the planet, and you're gonna break them up. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I, I'm cool with the Death Triangle stable with them and Pac. That's cool, but there's no reason to, to yeah. do whatever they're doing. No, there is no reason for it, and it's just. It's crazy to me when you have this and, and, and like you don't mess it up. You have such great tag teams. Don't mess this up. It's not something that you should be messing up. Like it's you. I mean, like when is uh, when, when is one of these guys, Jurassic Express, going to get a get a shot? Like they're over. No, they, 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 they've been over like, all the time in some shape or form. Some yeah. combination. Yeah, and, and and that's kind of where it's like, you know, an FTR, they deserved a longer run than what they got, but they got brought in. And, but even then, they, they brought them in, built and gave them it. But, like, you know, like FT, FTR is the modern-day Arn and Tully. Like, these 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 guys are the real deal at, at some point. Like, and I've totally soured on them. They totally like, went stale. They let them go stale. They, they came in hot, and now yeah. I'm just like, okay, I don't care about them, whatever. Yeah, and now you kind of you, like with some of these guys, you kind of see what Vince sees at some point but too. WWE like, does the same right. thing though; like they they're notorious for taking yeah. two teams and having them wrestle twenty times in five different combinations, and it's it's like so to see AEW doing it. It's like I thought you were supposed to be the anti WWE. Like, come on. Yeah, and that was the, and that was the thing. It's like they they said that like, oh, we're gonna have fresh matchups all the time. It's you know we're gonna build. You, you can't build feuds. Like they said, that was the, the big thing. It was like, you're not going to get a rematch if you win the. Like Jericho never got a rematch when, he, when Moxley beat him. And now Moxley gets a rematch with Omega. Like you couldn't build someone up to face Omega that, like, you said no rematches. And here we are. We got a rematch. Like, uh, WWE <laughs> just did that with uh, what's their names? They, um, they lost to, um, they lost to uh, Shayna and um, Nia. And now they're getting yep. a rematch. The two, Raquel Gonzalez and uh, what's her name? The, the tiny girl there. Uh, oh, uh, oh, um, what's her? Uh, Australian Bailey. Yeah. What's her name? God, I drew a blank. Oh. They're getting a rematch now when they. They're getting another rematch, and they literally just had Lana in um, 
Naomi get become the number one contenders for the tag belts, but they just totally like eighty six to that, like it never happens, and now they get another shot. Yeah, they just lost. Yep. It's it's well, that's the thing. Like it's crazy to me with this because, like, we know like you know who the SmackDown tag champions that it's Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, but they haven't been on TV in like three weeks. Like what? Like, why aren't they on TV defending this? Like, why are we doing this and with they champions? Took them like, off of, I uh, like what are the, their names. Um, God, the dirt, the dirty dogs. They took it. They took it off. <laughs> and now the whole story is them trying to get their tag belts back. Meanwhile, we're not seeing the tag team champions on TV. Yeah, the Street Profits. Yeah, yeah, the, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, and like they're not on TV, and like you're not building any storyline to it, and it's like, at the end of the day. Theoretically, you have three good tag teams that are four good tag teams that are working right now, and it's like we all know if like like when's Jimmy coming back? Because if you're gonna keep the strap on Roman, and that's gonna be the plan with the USO family, they're just keeping the belts warm for them, I guess. I'm assuming. But interview the other day with Ryan Satin, and he said in the interview um, when he was asked about it, he said really, really soon. He said the USO penitentiary will be opening really, really soon. So. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And I am excited for that. Like, and, and people, <clears throat> you know, and maybe that's how Edge loses with Roman. Jimmy comes out and super kicks Edge. And But at the end of the day now, if Christian's gone and abruptly left, then you, you can't do E and C versus the Usos, which would be a dream matchup in itself. But it's now it's a matter of um, – you know, what, like, how are you going to make this work? Yeah. Because a lot of people, like, I think you're going to, people are going to be mad either way. If Edge wins, you're going to be upset. If Roman wins, some people are going to be upset. I just want a good match out of it. I don't care who wins. I really don't. Out of those two, I don't care. Edge wins it, I'm happy. If if Roman wins it, I'm happy. I'm fine either way with that. That's one I won't get upset about. Like, people like, oh, Roman's been putting in his best work, deserves – you're right. But also, Edge had his career cut short, and he was no slouch, and he carried the goddamn company through the Cena era as being the top heel of the company. So to say he doesn't deserve it because he got his, his career cut short, I think he deserves it very, very much so. Yeah, I agree. It would just, oh, it would just be tough, though. I don't know, man. Roman is yeah. killing it right now. Well, because – you know, a lot of people like. I still have this thing in my head that CM Punk's in going coming back to WWE, and I think if if he does it, it's something to do with Daniel Bryan. I just give that man credit for it because he's the one who's facilitating it. But I think with I think with Punk, it's just a matter of who's going to pay him the most. I ha- I don't think it has anything to do with preference. I just think whoever's going to pay him the most, he's going to accept it. I think he's got the itch to come back to wrestling. His wife definitely has the itch to come back to wrestling. She's been talking about all the stuff in in the women's division, and she wants to come back and get into it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see if um, to see him come back to the WWE. Well, the thing with him is, I think he he has all the leverage. So really, like he can go back wherever he wants. Like he's not gonna come back to WWE and put up with Vince's shit or whoever's shit. Like he's gonna come back and call his shots. They need him. He doesn't need them. And 
they're not going to pass up yeah. the opportunity. So if he comes back and say it's going to be this way or I'm not doing it, I mean, I would think they have to go with it because, I mean, it's CM Punk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, that, Fastly, Fastly is going to tell a tale on that. If if CM Punk, if they do some creative stuff, with, if CM Punk costs Daniel Bryan the match against Roman – and then they set up CM Punk versus um, Daniel Bryan. And, you know, you could do it that way. There's plenty of ways you could do it. Again, if Jimmy's coming back, now you got KO out of a storyline. Like, where you, KO has to be a mania. Where, where is that going? Because who who is he going to face? I don't know. Is it going to be KO? And Sammy were on a like, WrestleMania it's, it's, commercial that I saw, and – they teased something on, I think it was like the Fox, the WWE account, like Twitter account or something the other day. They said they posted like a picture of Sammy and Kevin Owens and asked like, would you like to see them as tag team champions or something? And um, So yeah, that could be a thing, I guess. I don't see how they're going to get there between now and WrestleMania. But, um, well, because the, the, you got the Sammy and Corbin dynamic and like maybe – Maybe maybe that's what happens. Maybe Corbin beats the shit out of Sammy. Kevin comes out and saves him and just says, you know what? Like, let's do it. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe that's the way they run it. But I I mean if they if if they were the tag champs or you know, because you know, Steen and El Generico versus the Usos, because they were a very popular tag team in the Indies. If they did it that way and I don't see where that would be um, I would, I would, I would love that, and I honestly kind of wouldn't mind if they gave Sammy his El Generico, like let him go back to El Generico, like maybe to some degree. That would be great. I'm hoping that I'm hoping they, you know, they put them together as a tag sometime between now and WrestleMania, and then maybe by SummerSlam we can get Sammy versus Owen. Yeah, <laughs> you know it, it, it's it, it's like Fastlane is gonna. This is what I hate about Fastlane because it's good and it's bad. It's gonna tell a story, but then again, it's gonna it's gonna. I don't know. It's, it's like I hate it because it's like you need a big surprise at Fastlane. Something like you, no titles are really gonna change. The only one I could see the title change is Apollo Cruz winning the the IC. I will be like that's the only one. Brian beats Roman Reigns and it becomes Brian versus Edge. That would I, I don't think they would have the balls to do that. That would be huge. But I mean, it, to me, it's just so obvious that Roman's walking out of it. But I would agree that Apollo, I can see him walking out with the the belt. And by the way, I I'm out on Apollo like currently. I don't know. I might get back in, jump back on the train. I was on the train last week, but now I'm I'm off the train. Is is it because of the, like accent? the accent? Like I, I, I can't even really speak on it because I'm Caucasian, but it just feels awkward to me. It makes me uncomfortable. He comes out with a spear. Like I'm just like this dude really does have Nigerian roots, but this comes off as one of those gimmicks that Vince is notorious for, where he shoves some ignorant racist ass stuff down somebody's throat. It's like just it's screaming cancel me all over it, and I'm I hate cancel culture, but it's like it's very cringy. When it came out and. He had the spear and he's doing the Wakanda thing, and I'm, it's not even really a great Nigerian accent. I, I've known Nigerians; it doesn't really sound like 
a good accent and it just I don't know. I just I'm not buying it. The accent ruined it for me. You know what you know you know what I think happened? And this is what I really truly think happened. And I'm sorry, no, I'm not here. I'm not trying to offend anyone, but this is just how I feel this went down. Bruce Pritchard went to Vince McMahon and says, What are we doing with Apollo Cruz? And he's like, Oh, well, we're gonna turn him here. Well, I just seen coming to America too. This is what we're gonna do with them. I really think it was that simple. I wouldn't doubt it. I but I just hope, they like, do. I really pray that because I like he really does have Nigerian parents. He lived in Africa. Like, I hope that he's on board with this, and that if he wasn't, he would have the balls to say, "I'm not doing this." Because if if he's behind mm-hmm. it, I'm behind it. But it just seems to me like something that like out of touch events would push on him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna do it." I think I would like it more if they slow builded his accent where he you caught him saying it here and there, like talking like it. And like he would say, oh, I got made fun of because of my accent and like slowly built it into that. I would have been more OK with it because it was just like, you know, like got real heel. You guys don't deserve for me to talk to you in your dialect. You know, my people are more, you know. It, my dialect's more distinguished than yours. It would have really built the character up more if you just caught him phasing out of it. It's they had when they had him and, doing and both just, last week. I didn't mind it. He was using his, his regular accent, and then he came out with it here and there, and it, like that was fine because he was still him. And you've seen him for so long with his normal accent. It just it was just like out of nowhere. I, I mean, I guess it could be compared to like the Booker T thing, which. I wasn't a fan yeah. of when it first started either, but you know, when he comes back and if he, if he does it now, yeah. you pop it, for it. Exactly. So it's it, it's just I don't know. I feel like it's it's more of a the, the accent. It does it, it it is a little offsetting to me too. I I I like the new gear. I, I even like I even like the Nigerian soldiers behind him. I like that, but the accent's I feel a like little off. The whole angle would totally work without the accent, because then it would make him look even more crazy. Like, yeah. dude, no, you have an American accent. Yeah, you lived in Africa, but you were raised in Georgia for for like a, a good part of your childhood. Like, you've got an American accent. Like, it would just make him seem even more of a heel. The fact that he was going off about this exactly. Know. I, I agree with you. I, I agree. It's a little, it's a little upsetting to me, and I think, I think they could do a little bit something, just a little bit different. I, I, I like everything else about the character, but the, the not offensive to him. I'm good with it, but it just feels like something Vince would do. And oh, I agree. The, but the, I agree. It's I definitely something Vince would do. Like, oh my god, Twitter's gonna explode! Like. Because we all know what racist yeah. phrases have been used with spears, like it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's, it, <clears throat> I I it was a little much, and I felt like, um, I felt it. I felt it was going to be a little over the top, but hey, it may work for him. I I I, I think Apollo may work it's got for me him. To like worse. It's it's something. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. WWE has gotten away with a lot of shit over the years, so part of me, I can part imagine. Of me feels like <clears throat> has been kind of heelish too, though. Biggie wasn't he hasn't been the nicest to Apollo. 
No, it's kind of, you know, go to catering, get a cup of coffee. Like, oh, damn. Like, they're trying to, like, I don't know, they're, they're trying to push Big E as this tweener. And I I do feel like it's the, the, the big end game with Big E is for him to be the one that breaks up the New Day. Eventually, they're going to bring him back together. He's going to feel a way about it. I, that's what I see is going to happen. Because, I mean, Kofi won the belt and got squashed in, like, 35 seconds with Brock Lesnar, but had a good, you know, he, he held the title for a bit. Kofi's a champ, but like they really have gold in Xavier Woods. And he like, he's a guy that like eventually he's got to get pushed. Like he's a great mic piece. He's a great worker. He's, he's the total package at some point. And like, to be honest, I feel like he gets lost in the shuffle there. And I feel like, they need to push him eventually. I and I feel like WWE just takes those guys like him and they put him in the Miz box. Like, your ceiling is like a – well, actually, Miz, I think, has, like, surpassed his ceiling with the getting the title twice. But for the most part, it seems like guys like mm. that, there's just, like, your ceiling's the Intercontinental Championship maybe once or twice. They're just – it's almost like a, it could be a bad thing if you're a really good worker, like – yeah, and it's it's nuts because like, I mean, Xavier Woods is a very he's a very intelligent person. I, I mean, oh, you, hear, yeah. you see him on Twitter; he's like a smart. They could play a gimmick with him. Like, he knows the business. He's he's a marketing machine. Like, he like really up up down down got really big. You know, a lot due to his networking and. I just have a feeling like, you know, like it's time for him to get the big put. It's his turn. Like, you know, Biggie, Biggie may never be a world champion. It, and, and it's okay because he's limited and he always has been. It's not that, you know, it's not that he's not a good worker. He's just limited. And he, I see maybe his peak, but like, I just, with Xavier, I've seen it in NXT with him. I just thought that kid was the real deal and he always has yeah. been. I think Biggie will get the, will get a title, but I don't know about um, Woods. I think um, this is Biggie's time right now, but after I would say Woods is definitely up. But I mean, I love the New Day. I watched that Biggie yeah. special, and they actually said in that Biggie special that the New Day they were talking about that breaking up the group, and they said that they will never do it. That they're going to be together forever. They don't even want to talk about it. Or I don't know how they phrased it, but they basically said they weren't ever going to do it. But to me, I mean, almost you have you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think in that aspect, that's the kayfabe for them. Yeah, I hope is so. They're going to say they'll never do it. That's like one of the best parts about the whole Shield was when they broke up. Yeah, exactly. Because you were like, oh, this this is cool. I mean, at some point, it's just going to get. I mean, New Day has been stale at one point and they got back on track. And But it's just I, at some point, like, I mean, they've had all the really dream matches they could they could possibly imagine they, they, they did Hopper and Rowan a bunch of times. They did um, the Usos. I mean, like what's, what's left. Yeah, that for them? Like, more and then like, it is, we, they, they, we, it is time for them to get new. Ta- like, first of all, like retribution, <laughs> retribution has been a complete and utter disaster. And like, you set Mustafa Ali back now for, Eons, I, I just, I don't think 
it's going to be tough to take him seriously going forward with this this whole debauchery of uh, of retribution and, and Xavier was trying to make it interesting with them and and having the new day versus retribution but I just I feel like they're, I feel like they're I don't know I just to, to take the title from um from Riddle right I think that's what's gonna I don't think Riddle's gonna hold the belt past Mania I I don't know what happened with Keith Lee there's a lot more into it than I've actually realized he was hurt but he's having issues with this with yeah, stuff. Supposedly I, they sent them. They sent me is getting more TV time. And, stuff and, and then I was like, I checked mm-hmm. on it again like yesterday. I was like seeing if there was any news, and like then I found something I wasn't even aware of. I guess like Vince said something about his his uh, breasts being exposed. They didn't want his they didn't want his breasts being exposed. They wanted to cover up his chest. And like, <laughs> like oh my god. Oh my goodness. Like, I don't know what it is with Vince and, like, big guys. He always had an issue with that. He had an issue with, like, that even, like, with Vader. With Vader's, like, he wanted Vader to go into, like, a Bam Bam Bigelow singlet because he didn't want that, like, being exposed. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I, I, like, at some point from King Kong Bundy to now, Vince has had issues with man tits. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I don't care if the dude has muscles or not. The dude's huge, man. And the shit that he does for his size is unbelievable. So, if he's got man boobs, so be it. I, I still think he'll kick my ass. Yeah, he's a phenomenal worker. And, I mean, him and Karrion Cross had a hell of a match at NXT in his last match there. And they brought him up. I'm like, this is it. Because Vince loved him in, in, in at Survivor Series. And couldn't wait to get him up, you know, and, but we'll see. I mean, you just got engaged with me again. Um, we'll see what's going to happen. I, I, I just feel like he's at this point, like, I, I don't know. I felt like he was going to be the guy that was going to win the United States championship. And then they backed out last minute and gave it to Riddle. But I, I don't know, like Riddle to me is, is like, and everybody's like, Oh, Riddle needs to go to AEW and, Probably, but at the end of the day, like, Riddle to me isn't a world champion. I didn't see him that way in NXT. I didn't see him that way in the indies. I never – he is who he is. I don't – he's going to go to AEW and have fresh matchups, which would be cool. But, like, at the end of the day, he's not going to be a world champion there. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know if that's Some people you just know, like – <clears throat> and like, and it's funny because the people who are scared to go up because they're afraid they're going to be ruined would not be ruined. Adam Cole would not be ruined in WWE. I don't care what you tell me. Adam Cole would be the top heel in WWE really quickly because he's protected by Shawn Michaels. And <clears throat> Shawn Michaels' word is more important than Triple H's word when it comes to Vince McMahon, and we all know it because as much as Triple H is in the – Sean is is always near and dear to Vince's heart. Took him over Brett, took him over everybody, and, and it paid off. And that's the thing. Adam Cole would never fail in the WWE, be pushed as the modern-day Shawn Michaels. I have to see it to believe it. You know, I, I know a lot of people – like, I love – I loved Undisputed Era. I love Adam Cole. <clears throat> 
but I don't. <clears throat> I really don't think Vince would think mess Vince that up. On Braun Strowman's shoulders, I, turn him into a comedy act. He said, <laughs> "Yo, that guy's too little." Oh my god! I'm be a Braun Strowman sidekick. Oh, Vince, Vince is. Vince is getting delusional in his old age, but I would, you know, I think I think a lot of those guys are thinking they can outlast Vince in NXT. <laughs> like when Vince goes, I go up. But it's there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, so we'll wrap we'll, we'll wrap some up with the with the figure market, is, which I mean, if you're a collector of anything, it, it's hard nowadays. It it, it, it is. It is difficult to get anything in any store at any time, whether it's baseball cards, wrestling figures, whatever it is. I will start off by saying this. The market is scarce, and online is probably the way to go, and you're probably going to have to overpay. But I just feel like it's crazy now to talk about this, Ryan, and it's like the collector's market, COVID is like, Turn collecting back into like the coolest thing ever again. What's your thoughts on it? I mean, the WWE figures have been proper for a while now, but and there's always been a problem competing with scalpers and things like that. But uh, shelves have been completely bare for a long time now, and COVID definitely got something to do with it. But um, I just I don't understand why they're not restocking. I see other stuff get restocked constantly, but they're never restocking the WWE stuff. And I'm sure there's like really serious collectors that know exactly what the reason is for that. And I don't know. I'm not that serious of a collector, but um, it's like Walmart hmm. you used to be able to go to Walmart and be like, if Target didn't restock and Target was empty, at least you knew you could count on Walmart to have a decent amount of stuff. And even Walmart's a bone dry. Like everything's just barren. I went to the Target near my house, and they had, like, these four figures. I think they had the, um, they had that new Paul Ondorf. They had the basic yeah. Braun Strowman, basic Roman Reigns, a Becky Lynch, and an Alexa Bliss Elite. And I went to the other Target last night, and they had the same exact figures, the same exact count, everything. That was it. The shelf was barren. The only thing they had I hadn't seen was the Intercontinental title. That's crazy because it's – I actually – I dropped the ball because I went – I was going to get the on off, and I, I was like, ah, I'm here for my kid. I'll just get him. I got him like the Big E basic and got him um, the Shinsuke Elite, and I was just like, whatever. I'll just get him this, and I'll just wait on mine. And I was going to get the ball because I'm, I'm really into the Legends aspect of it. In, in in the collecting market. I mean, and there's some new ones that I want to get as well, but I feel like, I feel like, you know, like Matt, Card- Matt Cardona says it the best. Zach Ryder says it the best. He's like, you make your, you set your own rules and you stick by them. And that's kind of what I do is, you know, but I, it's, it's good to know. Like I went today for my kid um, with the Walmart cause I was getting him the ring. And they only had the AJ Styles and, and like the other ones he had, it was like a Braun Strowman and that, uh, and Finn Balor, he had them already. And I was like, like, Jesus, I'm out here trying to get something for my kid. I can't even get it. It's like, it, it, it's, it's nuts. So I was just, um, I don't know. I just feel like 
these collectors and flippers really like it's gotten intense. Like I've, there's always going to be people that are scalpers that are going to take, you know, certain figures and stuff like that. I mean, even, even in the baseball, like they, I actually read an article today. They announced at a store in Connecticut, they, they were going to have um, the distributor come in for the baseball cards and they had a line out the door waiting for the distributor to come at like nine in the morning. They had people there lined up. It was like 70 people waiting for baseball cards. Like as a collector of, in that market, I, I, I literally will tell you like four years ago, you could find anything on that shelf and it would be there. And it's like completely scarce. Now, nobody there's You can't even find like a pack. It's, it, it's ridiculous. I've always browsed past the card aisle, like in target and stuff when I go in there. The one that's usually by the registers, and the target I go to has been completely empty as far as cards for months and months. Now, pretty much since the since like last March, it's just been nothing. They started putting rules in place now, where they're telling people at the retail stores you can only get one box per person, and it, it, like so they're having like family members sit in the lines with. Them. It's like it's insane. It's insane. It's just like, as far as like, you know, like you're paying top dollar for hobbies nowadays. And, it's, you know, it's nuts. And like my son loves, loves the figures and I get them, you know, whatever. I don't, I haven't really been like digging it. Like, but now I know is when I go to a store and I see him, I got to buy them up. Even if I don't want to give them to him right away, because we all know, like, like, you don't know when they're going to come in. Yeah. Yeah, the easiest way is just to go online and order them. Most of the time, they're about the same price they are in the store. You can just get them right to your house. Yeah, I I just I did pre-order the Umaga Rumble figure for myself because I, I loved Umaga back then. <laughs> so I'd seen that. I was like, that's pretty cool. I got to get that. And uh, But it's, it's yeah, it's tough. They got, the, the, yeah, the, the Rumble Elites, they got the Austin one. That's coming out. Um, I think it's the one with the with the black and gold. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw vest. that. Yeah. They have. Mm-hmm. They have the Omega one, and I forget what the other two are. Yeah, I don't remember either. I, I can't even. I couldn't even tell you. But then, um, but it, it it's just nuts because I'm like in like. It's funny because like I had people. I had a buddy call me and tell me he's like, oh yeah. He's like, I just went to, it was yesterday. He's like, oh, you, you should be good when you go to Walmart. They have a bunch of figures there. You're going to be fine. And he's like, yeah, like he, he scored a Mae Young elite there. I guess the, the new Mae Young was there. And he's like, yeah, they had a bunch of them when you go. I was like, all right, cool. I'm not going to go today. I'll go tomorrow. And when, when I went today, I was like, there's really nothing. <laughs> it's bone dry. <laughs> it's yeah, there used, used to be like a website, like a forum. I can't remember what it was some wrestling forum or something and they had like a whole figure section where you could go on and people would just update like what the current supply was at each individual walmart and target you could search your like zip code and like so many miles from the zip code <laughs> you just go on and be like oh yeah they got a walmart <laughs> up three hours into massachusetts that has that elite i was looking for i'm really going to take a trip today <laughs> Yeah, I'll be back. I'm going to Springfield, Massachusetts. People would, people would hide them. Go, oh, my God, stuff. yeah. Crazy. You know, it's funny because I tell people, and I learned a little trick, when, when, when if you're out and you don't see anything in the hobby section, 
go buy the electronics and open up the microwaves. Everybody hides shit in the microwaves. If they don't have the money, they they see it there, they'll hide it in the microwave. <laughs> well, I've seen them on the top of the shelves too, like way above on the top. Yeah, they'll hide them behind other toys, like lower on the bottom. Yep, you'll see that. Like you got to have a keen eye for it. Like I've seen, I I remember because I went, um, I got lucky a few months ago, and they had a bunch of retail boxes of. Um, NFL mosaic and it was really popular and I, I like I literally struck gold and then um, I was like oh I have enough and I went by the electronics and I was just looking at them I, I just I needed a microwave so I was looking at it and um, I opened it up and there was another box and I looked through them all and they had more boxes in them so I just ended up buying them all <laughs> but I, I, I think the people like it, it they, they do they just hide them in weird places and you just got to look around and, and like find a them. Plan. Oh, I can I can only get this. I can't afford to get this. I'm going to hide it until I can get paid so I can come back and get it. Man, if you're hiding figures, especially if you're hiding figures for yourself, it might be time to stop collecting. You got a yes. problem. Like if you. <laughs> you got a problem. A serious problem if you're doing that. Like if you can't afford it, like just don't buy it. Like just get out of the hobby if you, if, if it's come to that like it's it, it is it's the it's the god's honest truth and it's like you know and then you know you got to remember too like there's kids that really like these stuff that they go out there and want they spend their money on it like leave them something for christ's sake <laughs> leave them something like jesus they like, you're, you're sitting there to leave them in a package as a kid who actually wants to open it up and play with it and start his Royal Rumble. That reminds me, I think AEW released, it's either today or tomorrow or something. I think they're supposed to be putting out um, the new figures that they come out with. I don't know if they released photos or not. That's the, who, who the figures are going to be. That's the one I got to get on ringside and go and get. I, that's the one set of eight. I want the LAX Those figures really from... Uh, AW. I'm hesitant to buy any. Yeah, that's that's the. Then once I stop, I won't be able to stop, and it's just like, oh man, I've already got to. I'm already trying to stay away from buying like WWE stuff. So it's like. Yeah, you know, I I like I said, I have a. I have a list of just a strict list of what I want to get, and that's it. I'm not going to go overboard. I I promise myself and my wife, (laughs) I go overboard for my son. He actually plays with him. So I'll buy him like whatever I come across that I think he'd like, but it's crazy. The AEW stuff I haven't seen on the shelf once. I haven't seen one AEW figure on the um, shelf. The little tag that says AEW, whatever, like where they go, where they're supposed to be, but that's it. Yep, I've seen the ring. Find them. I always see these guys on YouTube and stuff, like their little vlogs and stuff. They're always like searching for their AEW figures, and they they can't even find them. Like, imagine having your own figure out and you can't find one. It is. It's nuts. Like you can't even get your own. It's crazy to me because I feel like at some point this has got to come to an end. Like, somebody's got to be like, all right. Enough's I'd enough. I'm done with this. But that really knows the ins and outs of everything, because I'd like to know, like, is it just that enough people aren't buying them and then they're not restocking them? And like, I don't know, man. It just I find it hard to believe that there those figures are in so much demand, but yet they're not restocking the shelves. Like, usually, if people are buying something, the stores are in a rush to restock it and keep selling it. 
I think they're short printing them. And I, I think they do that strategically because they want um they want some of this to be like an exclusive thing. Like I I I I think like AEW is gonna get to the point too because they're so rare to find that they're gonna be like Oh, you know, like we have elite figures now. We're gonna have this. We're gonna have this. But at the end of the day, Ryan, I think it comes down to like grownups need to like stop taking toys from kids. <laughs> you know, it's okay to collect. We're all for it, but like you got to stop doing this. Oh, I, sometimes I wonder how many kids are actually buying wrestling figures or are actually into wrestling. Because to be honest with you, I don't see a lot of kids these days that are. Like wearing WWE shirts, I don't see kids out and about. Like, I don't know many kids that talk about WWE. Like, my kids get into it because I watch it, but like sometimes I wonder: is it just us old yeah. like nerds that have been hooked on wrestling since we were little that are still watching this and supporting this? Because like it seems like WWE is not as cool as it used to be with with kids. Bro, when I was in middle school, like we had NWO versus DX. It was. It was a like, it, like there was kids that coming in with the NWO shirts and DX, and like everybody was a wrestling fan, you know. <laughs> like a lot of people watched it, and it was like you were weird if you didn't watch it, you know what I mean? And it's come to the point now where I feel like, you know, because a lot of people thought once kayfabe was like destroyed, it was going to kill the business, and I think what it did is it just. A lot of people just still stuck with it because they like like we knew it was fake. We always did. It's just it's fun. It's something to watch. We enjoy it. Um, but I feel like nowadays it's it, it, you know it, wrestling's it, you know what it is. It's it, it's tough for a kid to get. I'm grateful my son's into it. He might not be into it in three years, but. He loves it now, and he's, he's two, and he, like, screams for it. The minute he wakes up, it's wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And I'm like, all right, cool, we'll put it on. Yeah. And, yeah, so I, I don't know. It's, it, it is it is going to be tough to find out if, you know, we'll, we'll see if how many kids are actually watching it. But I, judging from, like, I've been on TikTok a lot, and judging from the TikTok, I'd be like, I mean, I've seen – I see these older guys and they have like figures all over their wall and all this stuff. <laughs> it's like, and then I see these kids and they got like, you know, that that that's not what they're into at this point. And maybe it's just this generation. So yeah, it's all it's all. It seems like but I don't know. I feel like uh, it's all about the tech. Yeah, people want iPads and Playstations and all this stuff. <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, it was play with your toys or go outside. That's <laughs> it. Absolutely. But that's our show for today, guys. Uh we're gonna be back at it Tuesday. We'll we'll get an AEW recap. We'll uh talk about Monday Night Raw as well. And then then it's the big stretch for Mania. We'll see what's going on. Um what, when's Fastlane? Fastlane's next Sunday, weeks. right? It's not this um, two weeks away. So yeah, so it's it's coming up. So We'll see. We'll see what Fastlane has to bring. We'll we'll talk about that, and we'll we'll be back at it Tuesday. Ryan, thank you for being on, and uh, we'll see you Tuesday.